Welcome to Ask Pastor Podcast. I'm John Donnerple. I'm here with Pastor Gary Reamers from Cornerstone Baptist Church. The Ask Pastor Podcast is an opportunity for the pastors here at Cornerstone Baptist Church to tackle questions relating to church ministry and to Christian life from the biblical and pastoral perspective. Pastor, this is our third episode on the topic of of our missions philosophy at Cornerstone Baptist. And last time we talked about financial support for a missionary. And today I'd like to just address support that goes beyond finances. Uh, what is involved in missionary support? Is it is it merely sending a check and making uh, a prayer letter available for our church members? How can a church best support their missionary? Well, those two are certainly important. Uh, they they need to have the financial support. They uh, and the church family needs to know who they are and where they are and what their current circumstances are like. But support, I think, goes beyond just finances and information. Real support requires relationship. Uh, I grew up in a church that I think we, on average, the years I was there, we probably had about 150, some years maybe 200 people. And we had anywhere from 60 to 70 different missionaries. Now, our church did try to take missions seriously. And growing up in that environment, I, at one point, tried to get to know who all of our missionaries were. But really, my goal was little more than recognition of a name and maybe a picture. But we didn't even have room on our mission board for everybody's picture. But uh, even with the effort, I I want to know who our missionaries are. I I found I really struggled. I really couldn't do it. There wasn't enough contact with them. In some cases, they didn't come to visit our church for 10, 15 years. I remember one time, one of the deacons uh, ringing up at a deacons meeting that we hadn't heard from one particular missionary. As far as they could tell, we haven't even gotten a letter in over 10 years, and yet they had been faithfully sending the support check, and they decided, we better find out what's going on. (laughs) Are they even still in the ministry or not? Well, you see, that wasn't much of a relationship in that case, and uh, I've always seen it as a liability in that circumstance that if there are too many missionaries for individuals to even know personally, then it maybe is too many missionaries. Now, there's no particular uh, benefit to having a small number of missionaries. But what if, is that, that's the church's uh, dilemma. How do I know all of our missionaries? And too many becomes a, a challenge. But the other side of that is, uh, how, what, what about the missionary's perspective on this? Uh, What if a missionary has 50 or 60 or more different churches? What's the possibility that they actually have a relationship with the pastors in those churches and the people in those churches? I think it's probably a, a, a similar challenge for them as it is then for the church to know that many missionaries. Well, we found that there's a way that you can address both of those concerns that if 
if a church is providing a higher percentage than what might be average, a higher percentage of the missionary's necessary, say, monthly support, then that missionary doesn't need to have as many churches. Uh, let's say if, if, uh, if all of their churches provided 10% of their support, they only need 10 churches. For many missionaries, that would be uh, a dream situation. They come home for furlough and they have 10 churches to visit instead of 30 or 40 or more. Furloughs tend to wear missionaries out because of the way things have developed traditionally. And although this might, in some cases, sound like a radical change, it's not something that we innovated. It's something we learned about and decided to adopt from the very beginning of our church. And uh, and so we, we, are, uh, we have a general goal of about 10% of each missionary's needed support. It doesn't hold true in every case. Some, some missionaries are in fields that are exorbitantly expensive and, uh, and it is, uh, usually works out in those cases that they may need 15 or 20 different churches, but that still is, is a reasonable number in comparison with what has been typical in the past of, of just, uh, dozens and dozens of churches. And in many cases, we are one of 10 or 12 or 15 other churches that support one particular missionary. And we have had firsthand testimony from those missionaries about what a blessing that is for them, what a different circumstance furlough is for them than for other missionaries that they might know. Uh, what that, how that impacts a church and how it impacts Cornerstone is that if we have a larger part in their financial support than might be typical, then that would automatically mean we are going to be able to support a fewer number of missionaries, which might seem like a detriment at first, but to have a fewer number means that we can know all of them better. So for a church, and this takes a little bit of adjustment from people that come from a church that maybe had 40 or 50. I heard recently about one particular church that has over 200 different missionaries. And I questioned the missionary who told me that. And he was one of those 200. And I said, wait, wait, is that a real number? You're not, you're not exaggerating that? He said, actually, I'm understating it. It's probably closer to 225. And he said that when I, I called that church to find out if they wanted us to come and while we're on a furlough and give a report, uh, they said, no, we don't really need that. Um, if you just, if you ever leave that field, just let us know. Apart from that, um, you don't have to come back here again. Uh, that was just uh, within the month that I heard that as a current experience of a, of a very fine missionary. Well, see, that's not good for the missionary, and it's not good for the church. So we are, are very encouraged by how it has worked out for us that, we yes, we have accepted the, the role of a smaller number of missionaries, 
but we get to know who they are. And that gives the missionary the benefit of having to have now a smaller number of churches, which means they have less travel to do when they come back to the States. And it also means they can know us better than if we were one of 50 or 100 or more. You commented on the relationship that we have with missionaries. So could you talk a little bit about how we nurture that relationship and get to know our missionaries better? Yes, there are are a number of um, avenues that we have explored to try to accomplish that. One of them is to make it clear to our missionaries that we want them to come back as often as they can. If that means every time they're home on furlough, we recognize that's not always practical for the missionary, but we make it clear to them that would not be too often for us. We want you here as often as you can. And in some cases, we are providing 10% of a missionary support, but they couldn't find 10 other churches like that. And so that means they have more like 20, maybe even 25 churches. And in some cases where they might take a shorter furlough, like coming home only for two or three months at a time and doing so every two years or so, well, we'd have to acknowledge that maybe we're going to miss one of their two-year cycles because they really have to get to some of these other churches. So we, we are really trying to be reasonable about that. But our emphasis with our missionaries is we want you here as often as you come. And when you come, we would like you to be here as long as you can stay. For us, the ideal would be that if they're home, say, once every four years, that when they come to see us, that they spend maybe two weeks with us. We would take a month if we could. But two weeks, that would just be wonderful and We would take the opportunity during that span of time to arrange a schedule to have them uh, in various homes for more personal fellowship with individual families, which is a tremendous benefit both to the people in our church and to the missionaries themselves. So that that kind of of uh, a visiting program with them that. Uh, we, we tell them we have an, an open-door policy for them that any time they are in Greenville and they are available, we want them to come. That doesn't mean they have to give a report each time. In some cases, that might be more often than would be practical. But if they can be here and be a part of the service, uh, find uh, some way that they can get involved uh, in, in the church while they're here, but at least connecting with people we just see as extremely valuable. So that's that's our starting point of relationship with them. We just let them know we want you to be here. We also recognize that on our electronic age, it's very convenient to communicate by way of email, and we get lots of information back and forth between us and our missionaries, and that's all really helpful. But there's something missing in, in intimacy in an email that it just hasn't been able to replace the occasional value of a handwritten note. So a number of years ago, we started a uh, designating one individual to be in charge of this, and that individual purchases stationery, 
purchases the appropriate postage for each of our missionaries, wherever they are, and has uh, access to all of the addresses, mailing addresses. And once a month, that individual assembles the stationery, the postage, <clears throat> the addresses. They, they, they print out the address, but they paperclip it to the stationery. And we pass these out on a Wednesday night with the instruction that they are to handwrite this note and make it a personal note from you, your family, and more broadly representing the church, but it is to let them know things that are going on with your family, let them know who you are, and ask about particular um, circumstances and the missionaries' ministry and their family. Uh, establish a point of communication. And then you handwrite the envelope as well, and you put it in the mail. We acknowledge that sometimes that might take two or three months or longer to get there, but these are not time-sensitive letters. But uh, the testimony we have gotten from uh, many of our missionaries is that it really is special for them to get something in the mail. They recognize somebody had to sit down and compose that letter, write it out. And it communicates something more than just information. It communicates relationship. It communicates importance. And that's exactly the message we're trying to communicate. I think it goes without saying when we talk about support, we would also include in, as part of that um, prayer support. We haven't talked a whole lot about prayer support, but I can just personally attest to the, uh, the power of having a missionary of the week in reminding me uh, to pray for our missionaries. Um, every week we have a missionary that's, that's put in our bulletin along with a number of requests, uh, immediate requests that we can lift up on their behalf. And then we have in the pastoral prayer, uh, one of our pastoral staff um, addressing those requests um, acknowledging the needs of that missionary of the week. <clears throat> and then that will be rehearsed again in our Wednesday night as we focus on that missionary of the week. I think that's, that's it's vital to our, to our prayer support uh, of these missionaries. Yes, and also, as you know, on our Wednesday prayer bulletin, we also have a full page devoted to our missionaries and the latest requests from their latest missionary letters so that we have that in front of our people regularly as well. And it's a complete list, all of our missionaries included there. And then, of course, highlighting then this one missionary of the week because the, the testimony of missionaries is that they have to have the, uh, the financial support and they have to have the prayer support. If they had to do without one of those two, most missionaries would say, well, if you're at least praying for us, we know God can provide for our financial needs in other ways. Now, we're committed not to shortchange our, our missionaries and our commitment in both categories, but that just to emphasize the importance of prayer support so that uh, a missionary comes back from the field and should happen to slip in unannounced, uh, what they're going to find is that we really are praying for our missionaries.
we're convinced that that is going to make a difference, not just in encouraging them and that they know what's going on, but it is also our confidence that God is answering those prayers and that he is making a difference in their families and in their ministries because we are striving to do our part of supporting them in prayer. I think it's encouraging that not only do the adults here at Cornerstone support missionaries in prayer, but but also the children. Uh, just recently, our Wednesday night Cornerstone Kids program has implemented a, a missionary focus for each month so that the children can actually learn about the the place where the missionaries are, the, the work that they're doing, and um, a little bit more about the family. allows the children to, to really participate in that in that support, maybe not financially, but but definitely with, with prayer support. Um, I know that. Yeah, we've gotten feedback from families who have testified that their children have come back from Cornerstone Kids very excited about the, minis- uh, the missionaries that they are learning about and eager to uh, participate and praying for them during the week at home. Uh, this has, I think, uh, really helped in communicating that level of uh, relationship and responsibility toward our missionaries uh, right down to the uh, uh, to the youngest members of our church family. It's important to just keep with our children a global perspective on, on missions. Yes, and we've also started asking our missionaries to send to us uh, video clips, 10 minutes long uh, perhaps is a good average, of, uh, of their family and things going on and giving kind of a of a first-hand report through that format that we show both in Cornerstone Kids and sometimes they're so fascinating. Uh, we we show them in our uh, Wednesday prayer meeting as well. In other instances, we have asked them to do two, one for the children, uh, designed for them, uh, spoken on their level, and one for the church family as a whole. And this is already proving to be uh, very helpful, something our people look forward to.